Welcome back. This is Forging Employee Experience. I'm Josh Green, joined here by my co-host, Alexander Norin. How's it going, everybody? Today, we have a very exciting guest. This is Jeffrey Jolton. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for jumping on. Let me tell you a little bit about Jeff before we jump in here. Jeffrey Jolton is a managing director for PwC's People Analytics Practice and is passionate about creating work experiences for clients that drive performance. He has over 15 years of executive consulting experience and has contributed to over 90 publications and presentations related to engagement. He is a regular presenter at numerous professional conferences, as well as published extensively in both business periodicals and scientific journals. Jeff holds a PhD in industrial organizational psychology from Ohio University. Jeff, PwC is a massive organization and you work specifically around people analytics maybe tell us a little bit about what is people analytics and what is your role so sure within our practice uh, we obviously there's a lot of things that we do in terms of driving organizations forward and PwC as an organization it's very focused on um, you know building trust in society and solving important problems and one of the important problems that we have today is the changing nature of the work experience. In fact, one of our key platforms that we're really working on as an entire firm is where we talk about the workforce of the future. And there's a lot of different factors that are coming in that are influencing that, whether it's automation and technology to changing uh, demographics to even how resources and you know, will be shifting as the, you know, economies and, and climate changes and things that all affect that. And so as a firm, PwC is very focused on what we can do to help our organization uh, prepare, be ready, and, and lead in the future. And a big part of that is understanding people. And we, in our people analytic practice, look at that from a measurement perspective. So employee surveys, pulsing, polling, uh, as well as talent assessment, so the whole kind of measurement component of it, as well as the analytics and visualization of that. So how do we um, you know, look at the relationships or predict certain outcomes or tie to business performance, as well as incorporate that into dashboards that bring in uh, information from all different sources. So. We have all that along with Saratoga Benchmarks, which is part of our practice as well, to really bring together a kind of a, a full 360 perspective of where, where your people are at, where they're telling you things are going, and how you compare uh, externally. Wow, it sounds like you have your, uh, your, your plate is full there. It seems like they keep you busy <laughs> mm-hmm. with the PwC. Yes, they do. Uh, definitely, uh, and, and, and it's expanding. The, this whole area is definitely shifting uh, right now. You're seeing that with all kinds of unique acquisitions going on right now, as well as uh, where the you know, leaders are starting to change and, and refocus the conversation. And so what do, you, what do you think some of those big shifts are? You know, we, we talk a lot about the employee engagement space, and we talk a lot about how, you know, I think this is decades in the making, right? Like this idea of, of creating a workspace where people want to be. Uh, this is information that we've known for a long time. I, I don't think any of the information that we, we have is necessarily revolutionary. Uh, but uh, I, I, I feel, feel what you're saying about the shifts 
in 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 the market in the in the in the space and just wondering what what do you think those shifts are and how are they how are they coming about uh, so, so I think the the most obvious one is technology, and that technology is, is from two different lenses. So, mm-hmm. one is just in the sense of how technology is going to change the work experience, and there's a greater push for more automation, and robotics, and uh, artificial intelligence, with the mindset and the expectation that these aren't necessarily out there to replace jobs, but basically um, shift where what we're focusing on in the work that we're doing. And it will change the nature of some jobs. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, I can't think about the truck driver. So right now, if you think about, um, you know, across country, truck driver, it's their main focus of their job is really to get things from point A to point B. So that it's all a focus on delivery. But if we think about the automation and, and of uh, self-driving vehicles, we can imagine in the not too distant future that trucks could be programmed to drive themselves with the truck drivers, then their role wouldn't go away because there's still someone that needs to um, meet with the client and, and help deliver once they're there. But their role would shift from being just driving the truck and monitoring the performance of the truck perhaps to actually being more of a customer service role. And so it's all those kinds of shifts and how work is evolving. That technology I think is, is shifting the way that we're thinking about what goes into a job. And, and I have a lot more I can say than that in a minute, with, but, but that's one piece of it, the technology. The other side of the technology coin is just from the measure of the employee experience itself. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about this uh, uh, in other uh, guests, but there's definitely a big increase in uh, ease of being able to track, measure, poll uh, employees in a a variety of ways. So it's not just easier to do um, surveys and do surveys more often and then different scale, but also, you know, things like how we're badging in, badging out, where we're tracking employees in all kinds of different ways, email, and being able to use that information to enrich and enhance the work experience. So, so technology has been a really big, big part of the equation. Yeah, I think that's really big. In the HR tech space, it's relatively new to be able to track people analytics as far as are my people happy at work are they feeling like they're getting their needs met is the the manager communicating effectively all of these questions are things that you're asking in your surveys and it really helps to to get some hard data on that to be able to present and then to help that you know shift the culture or also add to the, the experience at work. So what are some things that you're finding at PwC as you are looking towards the future and implementing these surveys that is starting to work? Well, I think some of the things that really, uh, it, 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 at the end of the day, we can measure, we can track, we can do things all day long. The only thing that really changes anything is action. And so one of the biggest challenges is to break that mindset. You know, there's a lot of technology, as you mentioned out there, in terms of, of, of tracking and, and measuring. But there's less that's been really progressive, I think, in terms of driving change. 
And so one of the things that we've been starting to do uh, both within PwC as well as with our clients is, is doing more and trying to shift the way we think about action and getting managers to do more, getting leaders to do more. Uh, one way that we've been doing that is, is borrowing a little bit from nudge science and instead of expecting managers to action plan on the survey, we're just kind of nudging them. Like, hey, you, are, you know, need to be more consistent in having open, honest, two-way communication or more consistent in how you're recognizing behavior. You don't necessarily need an action plan for that, but maybe just have some ideas or videos or articles along the year to just kind of nudge you and remind you that, hey, you need to be doing this and be more mindful. So there's a shift in, in our side where we're thinking about not just doing initiatives as action, which is great, but also in just enriching what we're doing every day. Stop trying to make engagement and work experience this grand scheme and realize that it's really so much of it is about embedding good practices into what you're doing on a regular basis. So just listening and rewarding and recognizing are so powerful and you don't have to have a big initiative to make that happen. You just need to be more mindful about it. So that is showing a lot of promise in terms of creating more sustainable action uh, with our, with our organizations and, 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 and internally as well. So I, I think the, um, the benefits of, of implementing those actions that you just talked about, the benefits of going through an organization and, or as an organization saying, okay, what do we need to change? How can we uh, continue to improve, right? And like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be this colossal, you know, overnight big shift, right? But, but really, it, it really is in the small details, the, the, the everyday little efforts. But so what, what in your experience has prevented organizations from starting on this journey of creating an atmosphere where people want to come to work? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors say, like why <laughs> would an organization go down this path? Um, I, I, I do think at the very beginning, it is a choice. Sure. I mean, it is a strategic decision to say, hey, we want to create an, an energizing environment, right? So we okay. talk about the, it, 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 in, you know, I don't, advocate a sweatshop environment right but if you're looking at strictly productivity you can certainly argue that a sweatshop has a certain degree of effectiveness in productivity okay so sure. i don't think we want a world of sweatshops we don't find them to be very humanistic or appropriate but right. the point is that it, you can find ways to create productivity without necessarily having to always assume that engagement is the answer, right? So, and the reason I point that out is we want to make sure that it's a conscious choice. It's, it's the companies that really do something with this and really get the benefit of a strong and rich work environment are ones that are consciously doing so. They're doing it with purpose, with reason, and not just, oh, everyone else is doing this, so we should be doing it too. Right, right. Yeah, because it's 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 not an it's not an easy journey, right? To change the to change the the identity of an organization, because in a lot of cases, right, that's what these organizations have to do in order to see any of the results from 
uh, their efforts is really kind of flipped completely. Right. Right. And, and, and I feel yeah. like PWC has been through that itself. It's just right. like a complete rebranding and always looking towards the future. Listen, this, this whole industry is going to change and we need a way to make sure our people are with us and that we are also realizing that the demographics are going to change. So people are going to, everyone will still want recognition, but maybe how people want to be recognized will change. How people right. want to blend work life and, and you know, work and home life, uh, that's going to change. And, and technology will change. So there was a really nice foresight to say we really need to get a better understanding of where we're at and where we need to go in our work experience. And, I, and as I said, that, that intentionality has fed the journey for PwC um, certainly for the last 12 years and, and, and will continue to do so. And I see that with other clients as well that are known as great places to work or on their journey to be great places to work, it starts with real purpose, real intent. So if, if you're just kind of doing it because everyone else is um, and you don't really have a sense of why you want an engaged environment, like what's mm -hmm. that going to do for your business, then you're probably not going to have a lot of success. You're probably going to be driving a number and driving a survey, and that just doesn't do anything. So um, intentionality is, is definitely uh, a big factor. That's a that's a great piece of advice. And and Jeff, you are fortunate enough to work for a company that has a lot of resources and has a lot of value placed on employee engagement and the, the employee experience. But there are organizations out there that don't have the resources and they might be a lot smaller than PwC. What what kind of practical advice could you give them in order to um, get moving on an employee engagement initiative? So as I said, it, it starts as like, why do you want to do it? So I think anyone can have that, that dialogue with their leadership team, with themselves. Um, but then the second piece is what does it mean? And, and, and how would it change? So I'm always, you know, as I said, a lot of my work is with survey and getting the most out of the survey process. But I always ask people to kind of think about, well, what does it mean if you're at, 60% here and you want to be at 75%. Well, what's different? How does that feel different? And so even if you don't have a lot of resources to say, hey, we have to bring in a lot of training or we have to um, maybe hire different people or manage different, you have to start to think about what is the gap that you're trying to close and how it feels different. And, and measures are great ways to understand the gap, but you're a 50-person organization that doesn't necessarily require a survey. You can have conversations. You can, you know, walk around and get ideas and start to think about, well, if we want to do this faster, we want to do this with more um, interest, how can we make this job more meaningful? You know, those are things that it's just sometimes a thought exercise, a brainstorming exercise with your teams, um, that can suddenly bring that out. And, and, and people, I, I don't think there's, <clears throat> I, I don't think there's like this, um, I, I would call it like this silver bullet or this, these magic programs. You know, one of the things that people out there think that, you know, when you look at a great place to work, that somehow they're doing something really unique and special. 
And and granted, they probably have some unique programs or uh, resources that we don't have everywhere. But a lot of what they're doing, in my experience, has been being really consistent about the things that matter most. And the things that matter most are, you know, are you uh, developing people? Are you yes. giving people a voice and an opportunity to be active in the process? Are you rewarding and recognizing the contributions that people are making? So not just saying, hey, what's your idea? Or we use your idea. It's great that it's recognizing for that. Um, providing more um, open dialogue and, and allowing people to um, you know, feel like they can be heard for the negative as well as for the positive and, and so forth. So there's a lot of things that we can just be doing on a day-to-day -day basis that don't require a you know, $200 million learning management system that's going to um, make your people engage. If you oh, hurt though, they, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, we're thinking about stuff that would be effective. And actually, on that note, um, do, do you mind if I ask? You know, you mentioned um, helping make sure people feel valued and, and that their voice is heard. Uh, would you be able to share some things that PwC does specifically? Uh, just some like ideas that we could share, you know, just ideas that we could share with other other organizations. Like, uh, what does it look like at PwC? Uh, for the the young employee or the or the tenured employee to uh, to be able to have their voice heard or or feel valued or uh, I don't know what does that what does that typically look like? Yeah, so I I, I think there's different things that we do. One is is just uh, it, it, one is is just to have different kinds of metrics that encourage conversation. Okay. So we do our annual survey. We're looking at do we do more pulse surveys? Um, not necessarily just with the focus of tracking, but to really just help get conversations going. So there's brings a purpose to come together and people are able to kind of say, hey, this is going well, it's not going well. We even do that down to individual performance where we have some, something we call snapshots, which mm -hmm. instead of a annual or biannual performance management um, program is that there's a way for people to ask and receive feedback more in the moment. And those are through, you know, kind of formal channels, but it helps open up the informal conversations. Um, we even do things like we have our wellness initiative, Be Well, Work Well, which there's hundreds of things that go on there. But one example of where that also has helped with openness and conversation is to have people walk around or, you know, take a break, go grab a coffee together. And those little more, um, you know, out-of-the-box kind of conversations, I think, give an opportunity for people to express an idea that may not otherwise be um, you know, have a chance to express in the meeting. So there's just little kinds of things like that where there's just taking the time to connect, taking the time to get out of the routine so people feel heard um, and having processes in place that not just the process is valuable, but that it encourages a conversation that uh, brings even more value to the process. That's incredible. One of the things that when I think about um, the actual nitty gritty of, um, 
of, of, an, of getting, in, getting at this issue of helping employees become more engaged. I think a lot of the solutions out there. Uh, we, we have a lot of survey data. Now, you, you mentioned briefly, uh, you, you have an annual survey, I think. And you said, is PW, did you say that PwCU is or, or is, is about to shift into more pulse survey data? And I'm, I, my question is around survey data. How have you found at PwC that survey data has, has helped you make informed decision? And what are the shortcomings of that data uh, that you've noticed? Yeah. So, so you know, full disclosure. I, I mean, I spend my my whole life in the survey space, basically. So, a lot of my yeah. time has been very much uh, in 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 bringing the value to that. Uh, so, PwC has been doing an annual survey for you know over twelve years, and, and so I think the global survey started to come maybe fourteen years ago, sure. and it and definitely has helped inform a lot of the decisions that we have made in terms of where to go with our people strategy and our work experience. And, and some of that was inspired by the um, survey and sometimes it was validated by the survey. So okay. uh, people expressed a great desire for work flexibility. We create programs that making an, an impact. Or hey, we know we need to change our tech or start asking questions to see readiness for technology change. So, so that's a major way that it's been used. Um, the interest has increased to be able to do more frequent listening. So there's already been pulse surveys uh, on a uh, you know, mid-year or quarterly basis. Um, that's starting to get more formalized as to what those pulse surveys can, can do at the Fantastic. overall level. And then now uh, even instead of doing something what we call polling, which allows an individual leader to use, um, you know, asking two, three, four questions in a very quick way, not so much as a measure and number, but to start to shape action, to shape dialogues and conversations. So, so we're definitely seeing different ways of using the idea of, of the survey outreach, for lack, lack of a better word, um, to continue to inspire action and, and dialogue. The, the drawback, is and I see this uh, in a number of organizations, so not just a risk for PwC, but a risk sure, across the board. Is you have to think about the strategy that's right for you. And I have seen many organizations, for example, hey, everyone doing monthly pulse, let's do monthly pulse, and they get like two or three under their belt and it just falls apart um mm -hmm. because it's not really right for them they're not really taking action they're not really thinking about how they're going to use the information so there's a lot of great tools there's a lot of great approaches you can go down you know amazon microsoft are doing daily pulses or polls um but they're very thoughtful they're, there's a lot of again that word intentionality behind them that makes them successful so I think it's it's really whether it's PwC or someone else. I think we it it it's a success is going to come from thinking through how you're going to use that information. Are you really just asking questions? Are you really listening to people? And there's a big difference there. And you want to make sure you're you're erring on the listening side, and that people feel like there's value to it. Otherwise, the participation's not going to be there, and right. it's not really going to help your yeah. You know, value and action engagement right you gotta yeah and the, the that's where i think a lot of companies struggle is they they try to get that participation but it's like a whole 
initiative in and of itself to get people bought in to, is this survey data going to be used to harm me? Is it going to be used to help me? Do the people looking through this information really care about me? And, and how, much, uh, how much of myself at work am I going to share? You know, I, I think that employees grapple with that a lot. So how, yeah, do you, yeah. how do you create that environment where, where you do get the participation and you do see that most of the employees have filled out the, the, the survey? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest predictor that I've seen so far for participation in the survey is action. So when people believe action is being taken on their feedback, they're more likely to provide their feedback. Now, that action doesn't, again, always have to be some kind of initiative. But again, we've had a conversation. That conversation led to some improvements. I feel like this is going in a good direction. Those are the uh, kinds of uh, actions and organizations that see a lot of positive, um, you know, strong, you know, participation in the program. Um, the the other nature of it is the relevance of the questions themselves, and asking things that. Uh, so first of all, do you think about you know at all levels of the organization? Are you asking a question to someone to a lower level of the organization that that they can resonate with, that it means something to them? Um, and then are you also asking questions that are fitting in with the strategy and direction of the organization. So they're relevant to managers and leaders to say, this is worth taking action on. So it's not just asking questions or acting on those questions, but you're more likely to get action when the relevance is clear and participation when it means something to the person that is participating in the process. And so as as PwC has conducted these surveys, and you know, you know you, like you said, you've over a decade now of uh, of being able to kind of gather information, get a get a sense for where the employees' heads are at, et cetera. Um, what uh, what are the results that you guys uh, have seen, either at PwC or uh, at some of your clients? You know, do do you do you feel like you see that uh, decreased turnover or increased productivity or more innovation? You know, all these. All these, what I'll say, uh, the, the promises of, of great employee uh, experience, right, that, that is, uh, that, that's touted uh, in, the, in the space. Uh, have you seen those sorts of results? Uh, yes. So um, awesome. the, we, we definitely have seen in, in a variety of different ways the impact that having a, a positive and a sustainable positive work experience has for people. So there's definitely been a very clear pattern in terms of, of, of retention and turnover. So we, you know, as, as we see strong uh, levels of engagement and increasing levels of engagement that definitely um, sustains or shows increased retention. We see the opposite going on. Uh, we've done a lot of different linkages of studies that show the same kind of pattern with different work experience elements with customer satisfaction, with financial performance, with quality, safety. So there's a whole range of things out there. I, I think the, you know, the relationships are, are pretty robust. But for me personally, I, I definitely see that uh, with my team, you know, when I know they're, I, I see their commitment every day. Like I, right. I work really hard. But when they're engaged, I see that additional um, effort. And I see the, a little bit more spark and innovation in what they're doing. 
And so, you know, you think about magnifying that to hundreds of teams as a, the impact that that can have on a business. Um, you know, it's it's pretty stunning. Well, I think we can see, right? Uh, PwC's PwC success, I think, speaks for itself, right? Leading, uh, leading one of the leading firms in the world. Like it's uh, hard, hard to hard to argue that it's not working, mm-hmm. right? So that's. that's- uh, I'll I'll take that as as definitely <laughs> case. I mean, I I can't obviously speak for every every part of our practice, sure. um, and I'm certainly not the spokesperson for PwC as a whole. Um, but, you know, I, I can say that the, the intentionality, the commitment does make a difference, at least uh, as a employee and, and a part of the organization, that the impact is there for me personally. And as I said, with my work with numbers of clients, I see the story um, time and time again. So, Jeff, as you are in the trenches working on all of this and seeing success, what do you feel is the future of employee engagement? Oh, the crystal ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so from where I sit, a couple of things um, seem to be emerging for me. So one is I do think there's a shift in moving away from, I think engagement's been sort of thought as a, kind of environmental experiential kind of thing that the the company creates and you absorb right um, I'm engaged because we do great things I think there's a little bit of a shift to more of that um, meaningful work and this alludes a little bit to what I was talking about earlier is I I, you know, everything is always new again. And one of the things that, you know, used to be a really big thing when we talked about motivation research is it's been about job design. And, you know, you know it used to be, you know, when I was in grad school many moons ago that any time you started a selection program or you were to start a performance management program or do a survey, like the, there was always this thing like, if you didn't know what the first step was, just always say job design because that seemed to be the first step. And it really was for a long time. There was a lot of thought that went into what were the knowledge, skills, abilities, you know, orientation required for a job. And that fell out. Like I think really in the late 90s and the early 2000s with all the mergers, acquisitions, fast growth, I think there was less attention to really what makes a, a job meaningful and in, in, in enriching. And in the last three years, I, I definitely seen the tide starting to turn and the focus is being more about is this job made up of the right skills and experience and people really are able to get something out of the work. And so I think we're starting to see this element of meaningful work come back into play and I think that you know the technology story feeds into that as well so um, so this idea of meaningful work is 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 one shift that I think we've seen in the engagement space that will continue to evolve I, I think the other piece of that which aligns to how we're measuring meaningful work because that's where you get into you know I get lost in my work I'm energized by my work uh, we're starting to get into a shift in terms of who owns engagement and who's responsible for creating a positive work experience. And I still believe very much, you know, there is a organizational 
responsibility. Like, you know, leaders and managers have an accountability to do that. But there's more and more like, well, what can the individual do? Or what should the team do? Or how can we um, be sensitive to the fact that person A is disengaged and could have a negative impact on all the people in his or her network? So I, I, not to come back and say, hey, this is what you should do as an individual, um, and putting all the accountability down to the individual. But I think the role of the individual will become more and more salient in the way we think about sustaining and creating an engaging work environment. Which is the goal, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're all here to do. So that, that's, that's tremendous. Thank you so much. Um, so as we wrap, wrap up here, just wanted to see, do, do you have any last, last words of wisdom, some pearls that you could leave us with uh, as we conclude our episode today? Uh, dude, I think if I were to leave one thing behind, I, I would say be true to your organization, right? So Shakespeare, to thine own self, be true. I think that where I see so many managers, organizations, whatnot, go off in the wrong direction is that they're trying to be something that isn't right for them. That's not who they really are. And it doesn't mean that you can't change yourself, but realize that, um, you know, I have, you know, if you want to be a really innovative organization, but you're really bound by a lot of regulations and rules, there's probably going to be some limitation to where you can go. And so to be very mindful of that, there's, there's all kinds of ways to enrich and create a very positive work experience that doesn't have to mimic or be the same as what everyone else is doing. Uh, lots of good practices out there, but at the end of the day, if you can do a few things that are really engaging and meaningful well and consistently, you're going to go a lot further than just trying to mimic and be half-hearted about something that's not really sustainable in your environment. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. That is very insightful, and we're so grateful to have you on the show. Um, how can our listeners keep in touch with you? Uh, so I'm certainly uh, searchable, so you can find me on LinkedIn, so jeffrey.a.jolton at pwc.com is also my uh, email address, or as I said, LinkedIn is uh, Jeffrey Jolton, you'll find me at PwC, and uh, happy to connect with you that way. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us. Uh, I, it, was an, it was a privilege to uh, be able to tap into to the resource of uh, knowledge and experience that, that you bring to the table, Jeff. Thanks so much. Uh, listeners, uh, like we just said, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, we appreciate you all stopping by. My pleasure.